Thanks for listening to this podcast of Trending with Timory from the Relevant Radio app. Anything you share in terms of episodes, whether it's texting it to a friend, posting on social media, helps to build up the kingdom for God to help confront the challenging issues we face as a culture, but with joy, with hope, and with an eternal perspective where our faith collides with everyday life, bringing eternal principles to help us live our life joyfully. You're listening to Trending with Timory here on Relevant Radio. Let's talk about theology of the body. This is the antidote to what's happening in the culture. We talk about abortion, gender ideology. This is what we need to hear. I was actually texting a friend earlier and sending her some quotes from the theology of the body section I'm in right now. And she said, every time I read Pope St. John Paul II, it is like a examination of conscience. It's a kick in the gut. And I agree. Pope St. John Paul II right now is focusing on purity and reverence. And I know that my generation, maybe yours too, always kind of looked at purity as this icky word. And I really appreciate diving into Pope St. John Paul II's work because it helps us to understand that purity is at the core of what we are called to in the sense of integrity and faith. So Pope St. John Paul II says, purity must take root in the will, in the very foundation of the man's conscience and acting. So he's saying that purity needs to take root in our will, what we will to do. It needs to be foundational to the way we think and the way we act. He says purity addresses our power of sense and desire. So it influences and addresses those things we desire and those senses that we have and how we respond to them. He says this must be mastered. In fact, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 emphasizes the importance of being masters of our bodies. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, St. Paul says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from unchastity, that each of you knows how to keep his own body with holiness and reverence. I love that statement, that God wants us to be sanctified, to be with him. But we need to do this by keeping our own bodies with holiness and reverence. So how does this... How does this play out? Scripture is peppered with helping us to understand why the body matters. And it starts with purity. Purity is part of the virtue of temperance. It it influences our inclinations and those things that we're attached to. Because let's be honest, we're attached to things we shouldn't be. Fundamentally, it's about keeping our bodies in a responsible way. And it's possible. This is what I love about about St. Pope John Paul II. He believed that we could be saints, not just after we die and arrive in heaven, but here and now on earth. We can live in a state of grace, honoring our bodies just as the saints did before us. In Theology of the Body, Talk 54, he comments on reverence for the body and how through a sense of reverence, giving that deference, that honor to the male dimension of the body and the female dimension of the body, that this is essential for keeping our bodies in holiness that we honor, love, and know what is male and what is female. We need to embrace it and not reject it. Seek after what is other in the other person. When people are dating, we love what is different about the person of the opposite sex. And then it seems as if once we get married, suddenly we hate all of those nuances that personify many of the differences. We have to continue to value the mystery and even the discomfort and differences of people of the opposite sex, and even our own as we get to know our own bodies. Pope St. John Paul II talked a lot about harmony in the body and heart. 
and how we need to dive into this harmony in our innermost being. He says the harmony of the heart corresponds to the objective harmony that the creator gave to the human body. In fact, in commenting on this, Pope St. John Paul II says that St. Paul says this is where we are meant to give great care. This is why. Because God desires this harmony of body and soul, this sense of integrity in our innermost being. This is why we're meant to give reverence toward our body. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, St. Paul says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within which, within you, which you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. You see, the reason for us to give reverence to our body is because our bodies are a dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. Even just think about this from the perspective that we receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. Jesus bought our bodies back from being eternally damned. We don't think enough about the reality of hell. God separating the sheep from the goats, that there will be a judgment. You see, when Pope St. John Paul II is pointing to the need for purity and reverence, it's all about seeing the value of our bodies, that it has dignity, worth. Understanding the redemptive dimension that even in our fallen inclinations, our sinfulness, our disordered desires, through the grace of God, life with him is possible. As Pope St. John Paul II believed, we can be saints here and now. I love that. It's inspiring. I can have a better dynamic in my relationships and my understanding of the broken world and my own brokenness by focusing on the gift of grace in my life and that indwelling of the Holy Spirit. This is why we need two virtues, purity, which is part of temperance, and reverence, that's part of piety. Piety is a gift of the Holy Spirit, one of the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. And temperance, which is where purity falls under, is one of the four cardinal virtues. I love it because we can both seek toward them as virtues with effort, but but also appeal to God for this grace. This is what happens when Jesus Christ sacrifices himself on the cross for us. He infuses us with the grace possible by the sacraments to live out that life of sanctifying grace so that we can be with him in heaven. But we have to have a sense of reverence for ourselves, others, reverence for the differences between men and women, as Pope St. John Paul II points to, and a value of that uniqueness. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, St. Paul says, you do not belong to yourselves. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. This is something we should write down, memorize. Do not, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. We are made for redemption. It's through redemption each of us receives our body as new from God. Pope St. John Paul II points to how we receive this new dignity that's inscribed by Christ. That through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we see a glimpse, that experience of an already not yet, of the resurrection of the body and life with him. All of this is made possible through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Now, I think sometimes people think that Catholicism is all about making you feel guilty for what Jesus did for you. And so therefore, out of guilt, you should respond in kind. Don't respond out of guilt. What Jesus did was out of love and sacrifice. 
So out of gratitude, love, reverence, and purity, that's our proper response to what Jesus did. We want to live with him, so we joyfully sacrifice to be with him. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18, St. Paul writes, The body is not for unchastity, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. In other words, we are God's chosen part. He sets us apart for, him, for himself. That's why St. Paul talks about becoming a living offering. St. Paul talks about being a temple of the Holy Spirit. Pope St. John Paul II comments on this, saying, It is difficult to express more concisely what the mystery of the Incarnation implies for every believer. What Pope St. John Paul II is saying is that, I can't be more clear. Do you understand that the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is within you? That God sacrifices life for you so that you could be his, that our body is made for him. Pope St. John Paul II goes on to say, The redemption of the body brings with it the establishment in Christ and for Christ of a new measure of the holiness of the body. In other words, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, St. Paul says, Keep one's own body with holiness and reverence. He says, Therefore, Corinthians, glorify God in your body. Pope St. John Paul II, this is food for thought. What he's calling us to, what sacred scripture says is the antithesis of the culture. It says sex doesn't matter. Sow your wild oats, it's okay, it won't matter later on. Contraception, abortion are fine, so is unchastity. No, the theology of the body is all about understanding the gift that God's given us and the gift of our body in setting our bodies apart in holiness and reverence for God himself. Pope St. John Paul II says, Purity is the glory of the human body before God. He says, It is the glory of God in the human body through which masculinity and and femininity are manifested. He's establishing this as an anthropology, the anthropology we should follow. He says, This permeates every sphere of our common life between human beings. It allows us to live in simplicity, a depth of relationship that shows authenticity and deep personal trust. Who doesn't want to have a deep, authentic, simple relationship permeated with trust and authenticity? This is what's possible when we live out this purity of the body and reverence for the body. This is the anthropology that Pope St. John Paul II is establishing growing the roots of virtue in our lives so that it can penetrate the depth of what we're called to, and that is life with God, the resurrection of the body. It's all about our eternal happiness and life with Christ in heaven. This is what the Theology of the Body series is about. I was wondering, how do you grow in temperance? Because this is one of the four cardinal virtues. And this is in part what part of the Theology of the Body series is all about today as we are walking our way through this part of Theology of the Body where it focuses very, very much so on this idea of freedom and temperance is in there as necessary for freedom. Pope St. John Paul II in Catechetical Talks 58 and 59 is really summarizing this whole conversation surrounding the Sermon on the Mount. And Pope St. John Paul II is talking all about interior freedom and how it's made possible through faith, grace, and obedience. Obedience to the, to the design that God has intended from the dawn of creation for you and I, for human beings. No, he has a plan for all of us. And so all of this 
leads us to this question of, well, what are we going to do about freedom? What is freedom? Freedom is to do what is good, to follow and chase after what is right. It's interesting because when we ponder upon the life of Pope St. John Paul II, he spoke immensely about freedom. And I think there's a reason. He lived in the bloodiest century recorded in human history. He saw the loss of his family, friends, lived in an underground seminary, seminary, practiced his faith in an underground church, faced immense persecution, both from Nazi Germany and then from communism being the way of the land throughout Poland and Europe. If you actually read some of his biographies, it says that he was always under scrutiny and being spied upon by communists, saying that he had no privacy, no freedom if you dive into his story. And so freedom was something that he sought after in particular interiorly. And at the end of the day, our interior freedom is the only thing we can control. In the face of the chaos, the disordered, the disorder, the unlawful laws and ways about us. And it's interesting because when people who received spiritual direction from him or were friends of his talk about how he would give direction or when they'd go to him for problems, he'd always look at them and have this sort of answer of, okay, so what are you going to do about this? In other words, you're free to make a choice. We can talk about this. I'm not going to tell you what to do. He'd always ask, so what are you going to do about this? Because he saw freedom was fundamental to being a human being. We had to freely choose what is good. I've talked before here on Trending about Shrodovisco, and that's what was called this community that Pope St. John Paul II cultivated before he became Pope, where he would go out into the wilderness at a time when he couldn't be seen in public as a priest with other people, when they actually had to call him Wujek, calling him uncle in Polish, and they would go out into the wilderness to celebrate Mass privately and have open conversations about faith and their challenges and their relationships. They would go camping. This is why you see a lot of photos of Pope St. John Paul II out in the wilderness with people celebrating Mass, and he's not collared, or maybe he's shaving. It's one of my favorite photos of him shaving. Um, There are pictures of him celebrating Mass on overturned canoes. And what's interesting is a lot of the people who went out with him into the wilderness didn't even know each other's names. They called him Vujak, called him uncle, so that no one would be suspect the fact that these people, these young people, were hanging out with a priest. And they call this community Shrodovisco. It was their community where they were able to seek out and live out interior freedom and were encouraged to do so even when they went back home to the disorder and chaos and regime dictating their time, their space, their livelihood. And so I think all of this is relevant to what Pope St. John Paul II teaches in The Theology of the Body, when he focuses chapter after chapter, almost ad nauseum over these last few weeks on the Sermon on the Mount, where he focuses on the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 through 29, where he says, you've heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But Jesus goes on to say, I'm telling you not just to not commit adultery, but whoever looks at a woman to desire her, to lust after her, has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Pope St. John Paul II is challenging us to see the relevance of this to not just men, but to women as well. To see the relevance not just of 
having to do with chastity, but this purity of desire, this inner man. Pope St. John Paul II says the inner man must open himself to the spirit in order to have an evangelical purity of heart. That goes to say, he goes on to say, in order to find again and realize the value of the body, freed by redemption from the bonds of concupiscence, that we need to come to a self-understanding rooted in the spirit to allow that interior freedom to be manifest through the grace of God. And so this is where he goes on to talk about the purity, that purity in the sense of temperance. So that purity we're seeking after is that cardinal virtue of temperance. That's why I asked Sister Tina earlier, how do you grow in temperance? She said, well, she said, you start in simple ways. You want two scoops of sugar in your tea? Take one or coffee. You wake up a few minutes earlier. You stay up a few minutes later to pray. You do the things that you don't feel like doing. It's all about self-regulation. Bringing rightly ordered desires and sometimes even rejecting those good things we desire. Maybe you desire just a little bit of a rest to sit down on the couch at the end of the day. Instead, you could help do something to make someone else life a little easier. It's, again, doing what we don't always feel like doing. Denying ourselves of some media consumption of a particular food. Again, even good things. It's all about integrity of the body and how this is directly connected to freedom. Pope St. John Paul II is challenging us to live a gift of spells, a gift of self, that image that we see on the cross, that we're made for life-giving, self-giving love. And Jesus Christ modeled this in a way that is bloody, bruised, and beaten. He is the model. We see this in the spousal meaning of the, of the body that we've been discussing as a true anthropology of the human person, that we're made to be a gift, that the reproductive dimension of the body was clear from the dawn of creation as part of the value of human sexuality. And because of this, Pope St. John Paul II is pointing us to be responsible as Jesus Christ has challenged us in the Sermon on the Mount for even those mere looks we give toward other people as our desires, our passions. Pope St. John Paul II in the Theology of the Body, Talk 58, says the satisfaction of the passions is in fact one thing. Quite another is the joy a person finds in possessing himself more fully. What is Pope St. John Paul II saying? Sure, you can feel satisfied when you follow what you desire. However, it's quite another thing. And that other thing is joy when you possess yourself more fully. Because when you have a greater sense of possession, when you're not just following the whims of the culture, the latest technology, binge-watching that next episode, but when you have the ability to have a sense of possession and not just following your desire, the desires of others, you're freely able to choose and give. This is the way of living. This is the anthropology that Pope St. John Paul II has been establishing. Otherwise, he says we become objects of manipulation, and he actually warns against how this can lead to technological, essentially to technology exploiting us. He says the body in its masculinity or femininity is given as a task to the human spirit. I love that. The body in its masculinity or femininity is given as a task to the human spirit. So, this is wonderful, but Pope St. John Paul II warns us that as biology, science, so 
psychology, social studies come into play in such a profound way with great advancements that we can't just allow our lives to be lived on the level of the body, following the social studies, the sciences, because when we leave out, he says, an adequate spiritual meaning of the body, what happens? We become prey to technological exploitation. Look at it. Just because we can, does that mean we should? Look at what contraception has done. It's a form of technology. Screen use, artificial intelligence, abortion. Just because we can medically, biologically, scientifically, in terms of psychology, doesn't mean we should. We have to understand the spiritual component of the body. And this is why Pope St. John Paul II is challenging us now for an authentic, human-centered anthropology. You want to figure out what that is? Look to the cross. It's Jesus Christ, bloody, bruised, and beaten. We have to cultivate this freedom in our lives and in the lives of others. Let's talk about the theology of the body in art. As we're walking through our series, I hope you'll let me know how you've enjoyed it. If you have any questions, we're on Catechetical Talk 60 through 63, summarizing this section where we've been focusing in on the Sermon on the Mount. And St. Pope John Paul II coins this phrase of the ethos of the image and the ethos of scene, where he talks about the responsibility of the way in which artists, see their responsibility, not just for the aesthetic side of what they create, but for the ethical dimension of their art. Also, the obligation on the side of the recipient as well. Pope St. John Paul II is focusing on how important it is to embrace what is personal, what is human, what is the individual. Artists are meant to express what Pope St. John Paul II says, the truth about man in his maleness and in a woman's femaleness in terms of the bodily dimension of the body. Yet, often today, Pope St. John Paul II points to warnings against pornography and against the use and reductive view of the human person. See, as viewers of art, we're always meant to draw closer to truth, especially the truth of the reality of the male and female dimension of the human person and the body, rather than strictly living on a superficial consumer side of art, whether it be ballet, music, all forms of dance, television, cinema. We're called to contemplation. As human beings, art should lead us to the contemplation of truth, which should lead us to the contemplation of God. It should lead us to prayer. This is why true leisure, true Art is a part of leisure, and leisure is meant to orient us toward prayer. And so there's great warning from Pope St. John Paul II to not exploit art in an anonymous way, but to always see the personal, individual dimension, that a human person is never an object, but always a subject to be embraced and loved. And I think that helps to keep us accountable in what we choose and choose not to consume in terms of the content that we see and here.